0: Gospel message is brought to you by the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing word of God. please put it on the screen for us. We we'll just shared briefly ago, rightly so. Psalm one hundred and twenty-six. He said, "When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream." Amen. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Many other versions, they put it in context. You don't need to put them there. Some of them say, when the Lord brought back the exile of Zion, or when the Lord brought back the exile to Jerusalem, or when the Lord brought back his people that were exiled, many versions. But I don't think anyone captures it like the one... That is in this version when you say, when the Lord brought back the captivity. And I'll come back to the word captivity in a moment. The most important part of the very short message is the fact that there is a suddenness in what the Lord did. There is a sense of unexpectedness that we just say, really, as it happened? And the word of the Lord unto us today is that very very so. Like one of the testimonies that we had today and practically all the testimonies of our lives, specifically of our sister, I'm sure it must have been like a dream. You said many things as before seems nothing to be working and then suddenly it happens. Tell your neighbor suddenly. God of suddenly we do something suddenly in your lives. I, I, and God is using many things to tell us a lot of things and parables. Thank you, Father. I have the liberty to share that. I was not going to share it, but I think he's giving permission to share that now. Even the past program, the past event we just had, the first bar of life, um, I don't know how many of you that had it, but I probably had it. Uh, my wife counted about three, four times uh, when the General Vassar mentioned the fact that it was not supposed to be. It was as if it was really from the blue the Lord probably, I don't know when, how the Lord spoke to him. Uh, one or two of you are there, at least Omar, I can remember, was there. And, and immediately, the elderly man came. He probably didn't hear. He came down when we went to receive him. As he stepped out, um, as usual, I was hiding. I mean, I don't like problems. I was hiding, you know, behind my boss. And, you know, I greeted him. And he really excited me. He said, what did you do to bring me back again? Uh, we didn't do anything. Uh, God just remembered us. And I took that as prophetic, uh, that the man of God is saying, there's something about us as a cluster of people, as a group of people that is attracting the attention of heaven. And uh, that was a, that's an incredibly busy man. And, and he said it two other times, you know. He kept saying, why? why? I don't know how. He didn't tell us the details. You don't know how God woke him. I said, go to that place. Just pack your things and go. And then suddenly, where well, we are, he then concluded by saying, fire will be ignited. And those things, they speak to me of something sudden, something unplanned for. Something that you didn't even know will happen. And I am absolutely confident that many of you, many of us, in fact, all of us, by the special mercy of God, we will step into that before the end of this year, fully in the name of Jesus. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Is it me? Is it me? A few things the Lord has done in my life and done, you know, in our lives as a couple. My wife and I, we, you know, we sang this song. It's, 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 it's in Yoruba language. Is, is this me? Is this me, oh God? You know, and sometimes you, you find yourself in a place you never imagine you will find yourself. I'm speaking unto everyone under the sound of my voice today. You will find yourself in that place you never, ever, ever, ever imagine you will find yourself in the name of the Lord Jesus. And it's not going to be by your effort because your effort can't do it. It has to be the dream of the Lord. I'm seeing a glorious future ahead of us. The only thing I'm asking of you is that believe God, believe is. What should you do? Believe God, believe He. And you will prosper. Believe, believe, believe. And God will make it happen in the name of Jesus. We talk a lot about things happening suddenly and I mentioned to you before nothing in life is actually sudden. You know that. Because God has been working in the background. So all of a sudden I'm talking about God is working already. So when you are worrying and say, but what can it be? That situation is there. It will take time for this to be added to this, for that to be added to that, for it to happen. No, 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 no. With God, the underground work is on already. It's just the manifestation of it that will be surprising unto you. And he does it so that we may return all the glory unto him. God is going to move suddenly, but I go back to the word captivity. I must really move quickly, and I know, you know, I feel tiredness. Okay, I I tell you this one. You know, when you are worshiping, you are doing your Sunday school. I used to use that to sit down and prepare and whatever. I I, I shouldn't tell you that one. I just slept off. (laughs) Only God woke me. Will I be looking for pastor? (laughs) So that is definitely, we need a bit of, a little bit of rest, everybody. I couldn't imagine, I said, man. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. And it was the famous keyboard that just, uh, you know. And so that that tells me that, you know, God that is working, he wants to turn things around. And just like that, as if you are from a dream, he will bring you out. (laughs) Now, let's look at the word captivity. I'll give you three points very quickly, and we stand up and pray. There's nothing that says we must close at one, nothing at all. We close when we close. Hallelujah. Amen. is very stand on that. <laughs> <sighs> Hallelujah. Uh, oh, this is a lovely place. <laughs> uh, the word captivity, amen. Now, now, the, 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 the long shot of it is that he's saying that something held them bound you know that and when there's a captivity um there are some things that are peculiar to it. and there are many we can mention there are many things we can mention and i'll just look at three things that show that a person is in captivity i tell you if we sit down we can do a lot but i think these three will cover close to 70 percent of all those number one when a person is in captivity there will be loss of identity Loss of identity. Now, when we take that particular test and contest, you find that the children of Israel they lost their identity. They were free men; they became slaves. They had opportunity to be called, the names they were to be called, those of them that were called prophets at that time, they can't be called prophets in the foreign land, those of them that were sons of Asaph and sons of, um, you know, the Levites, they can't be called that if they lost their identity. And the same thing sometimes with us brethren, you know, some of us, we've lost our identity. We've lost our identity. There, there, there are possibly husbands that have lost their identity. You, you are not occupying the place you ought to occupy. There are wives that probably have lost their identity. You know, I, I don't like situations, generally speaking, when you don't have your own name, but your name is somebody else's wife. As good as that is. And I, I, I thank God for, you know, for, for, you know, my wife, pastor's wife, or whatever. She's primarily... You know, she has an identity and she, she keeps her, and she's Pastor Nike, she's perhaps different. In her own right, she has that. Understand what I'm talking about? Understand what I'm talking about? And it's not good also that I'm just called Pastor Nike's husband. I'm, I'm, I have my own identity. You agree with that? I should have my own identity. And so, God is saying that sometimes when we have lost our identity, the Lord wants to return the identity. He wants to return the identity. He wants to return your identity. You need to have your own identity. You should not be introduced as the, as the husband or as the, as the brother or as the father of that man that God is using mightily. Thank God for using your son. Thank God for using your daughter. But you should have your identity. You need your identity. That's why every woman in this room, rise up on your feet. Every woman, married or not married, rise up on your feet. And I want to speak and prophesy over you right now. You will become God, who God has called you to become. Yeah. You will become to become in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Father, I decree over this one right now. You will not just bear a man's identity, but you will have your own identity in Christ in the name of the Lord Jesus. Where so that identity is suffering, recover your identity right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, you daughters that you are still having your father's identity. Whose identity is supposed to have changed unto your own, under your husband. Today, right now. Have your change of identity in the name of Jesus. And it will be like a dream in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's the transference for you right now. Receive your identity. Receive your identity. And let the name of the Lord be glorified forever. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Shout, hallelujah. God bless me. Be seated. What shall I do next? Are you sure? Men, jump on your feet. Hallelujah. Come on, right on your feet. Rise right on your feet. Lift your two hands out of the heavens. Hallelujah. Father, see these, your wonderful children. See these, your sons. We call them the offsprings of Abraham. A man who had his own identity. His wife had her own identity because we were told in First Peter 3, verses 1, right up to verse 7, that Sarah was the mother of women. She had identity. But this one, they need the identity right now. Wheresoever your identity is being hid, under another person, that is not Christ, might evil be under a leader, might be under a boss, might possibly be under your wife. Might be under your children. Retain and restore back, oh Lord, my father. Their identity right now. Yes. And I command over you, receive back your identity in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes. One more time, I say to the hearings of all realms of existence. Mentioning them by name, oh Lord, I call right now. Let your identity be returned back unto you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes. Be the man you ought to be. Be the husband you ought to be. Be the breadwinner you ought to be. Be the spiritual head you ought to be. In the name of the Lord Jesus, your stars shall not be covered. Clouds clear right now. We want to see these stars shine. I command by you, shine, 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 shine. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And let the name of the Lord be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. God bless you. May be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there can be loss of identity. Which is a sign of captivity in John chapter 9. There's a very typical story there. Very nice and a little bit funny story. John chapter 9. John chapter 9. Starting from... Uh, it's the story of a man who was blind and all the rest of that. I, I'll paraphrase for you. Um, and so this man was born blind. I think he was the one. Yes, he was born blind. And um, uh, now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was, born, who was blind from birth. If you, if you just if you dream very well. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his spirit? Please take note of that. We'll come back to that in a moment, that he was born blind. Number three, Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must were the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no man can walk. And then the Lord started the miracle. And as long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. Beautiful word. Verse 6, just keep going until I ask you to stop. When he has said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva and anointed the eyes of the blind man with clay. And he said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent. So he went and washed and came back, seeing. Therefore, the neighbors and those who previously had seen that he was blind said, Is not this he who sat and bed? Wow. Is this not the man who sat and bed? Is this not the man who could not rub two feathers together? Is this not the woman who we know has been in and out of hospital all her life? Is this not? Verse 9. Very time, Some said this is he. Others said he is like him. He said, I am he. Hallelujah. You got to say that very soon yourself. Therefore they said to him, How were your eyes opened? He answered and said, A man called Jesus. Somebody say a man called Jesus. Made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and I received sight. Keep going. Then they said to him, where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought him who formerly was blind to the Pharisees. Now it was a Sabbath when Jesus made the clear and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also asked him again, how he had received his sight? He said to them, he put clear on my eyes and I wash, and I see. Stop there. Interesting story. This man, that's say lost his identity. There was something constantly being said about him. That shows that, you know, and when we read the next two verses, we get it, that, it's not that it's not just saying, uh, the first question the disciples asked that who sinned, was this man or this children? And I know you can say, because of genetics or whatever, there seemed to be something about this man that made him to be so hidden under his spirit. And you will see that in a moment. I just want you to be aware. Go on, please. Therefore, some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. Others said, how can a man, they're talking about Jesus, who is a synod of science, and there was a division amongst them. They said to the blind man again, what do you say about him? Because he opened your eyes. He said, he is a prophet. Wow. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents of him who had received his sight. Now, why did they have to call the parents of a grown-up man? They were not there when this man's eyes were open. But this man never had an independent identity. And you will see that eventually he had an independent identity. Go to the next verse for me. And they asked them, saying, Is this your son who you say was blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered them and said, we know that this is our son and that he was blind. Verse 21, but by what means he now sees, we do not. Or, who opened his eyes, we do not? He is of What should you do? He will speak for you. Now they had a different agenda. Because verse 22 said they had a very agenda. They were afraid of the Pharisees and all the rest of that. But the Pharisees, they made the mistake of their lives. Go to verse 26 for me. Just to know that this man is no longer a baby. Those that have been thinking you are a baby, they will be shocked now. Yes. Baby financially, baby, you know, in anointing, baby in other areas, they will be shocked. Verse 26, they, then they said to him again, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? Verse 27. He, the blind man, formerly blind man, answered them, I told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? <laughs> what an insult to the number one enemy of Jesus. They must have threw him out. They said, How dare you? I mean, the arch enemy, I mean, it's a, he's got his voice back. He's not a man confident. The ones that the parents were afraid to give, this man had his identity, but he could speak. You will soon speak yourself. You will soon speak. I will soon speak. All the oppositions, they will bow. And Jehovah, the God of Israel, he will stand for you and I read the name of Jesus. Number two. And I break that point on number two. Loss of power. Loss of power. Do you know many at times, brethren, the story of Hannah, was a very instructive one. It wasn't Hannah and Penina, it wasn't it. You know, the, the, the woman, ah, you know, she couldn't talk. You know, and, and of across many areas. Intellectually, some people cannot talk. You know, when they are talking, they say, you know, I say, person, I don't know how to say that now. The man happened to be, my, I made this story in my mother's mouth. I said colloquially, you know, and i use another colloquial statement for you. Uh, some, some things like that, they are, prof- they are poetic, the way they said that. Jews had a lot of things like that. Many cultures have a lot of things like that. And you can't translate them. Anyway, this person had to come. Uh, how do I say this nicely? I have, have to come. I hope my in-laws are not listening. I have to come from my wife's town. Very small town, but they overachieve in that town. A lot of academics came from there. A lot of very rich people came from there. If I'd known that's the way they were, I will have prayed I should marry from there. <laughs> but irrespective, God still made it happen. Anyway, story, by the way. There was a very rich man in that town. My mother used to say that, and the man was very pompous, very well-known. In actual fact, he was amongst the group, those that, those that are from the country of Nigeria, you may relate, if you are not, please bear with us. I just want to mention a few names that this guy can rival with in terms of money in those days. He can rival with Dan Tata, can rival with the days of the old... Papa Ojuku, not the younger man, the real, about the first millionaire in Nigeria. He can arrive with Darocha from Lagos. That, that's the kind of money, old money, serious money this man had. I mean, it is not messing around kind of, I borrow money. These are monies that cannot just be over, they cannot be spent. And in their times, they were not even the category, they were far ahead of the category of the Hebrews of this world. Now, if I want to translate it to general things, I mean, these are, by the contemporary time, you are talking of the likes of the billionaires they were in those days, in, in equal terms. And when they used to have meetings, and they were talking. Now, because in that town, is an incredible mix of people, they have a lot of visits came from that, a very small town, a lot of Carp State of industry came from that town. You know, uh, there used to be one major producer, producer of um, livestock, careful family, it came many. So when they sit down and they decide, and they start talking, and this rich man, we want to start talking. They will tell him. They will say, chief, when we want to talk about money, we we'll send for you. Now we are talking about things about the brain. I was almost going to say, wicked people. With all this money, it will fold. Do you know that sometimes there are some of the stories of our lives? There are areas that are no-go areas. There are areas of insecurity. And I went to that extreme to tell you that he who is in the heavens asked me to tell you. No longer is it when they are mentioning that area. Will you begin to be uncomfortable anymore? Oh, I say it one more time. When they are mentioning that area. It's not going to be by bold face. It's not going to be by struggle. You will feel comfortable when they are mentioning it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Whether for male children, you will not feel uncomfortable. Whether for female children, whether for anything, whether for economics. You know, sometimes when we are holding meetings, they say, how much will we contribute? Some people cannot talk because they know, how can I suggest something when I'm able to put anything down? And then, yes, in your heart, you genuinely know this is the amount we need. But you can't talk. And I don't see any reason why anybody in this room should be like that. That's not the plan of God for you. Not the plan of God for you. When we're talking of people who can, you know, call on anybody that they know that is of substance. We don't know anyone. But you will be the first one that we will be also. And many around you will be like that. Yeah. So it was for Anna, her mouth was shut. First Samuel chapter 1. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 4. 1 Samuel chapter 1 verse 4. And whenever the time came for Hannah to make an offering, it would give portions to Penina, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. Go to verse 5. But to Hannah, it would give a double portion. I think there was a place where he said, "You know that Penina made the life of Hannah very miserable." And there are evil people like that. They know how to make ones like that. One and her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. And anyone that is going using side by side to make your life miserable, they purposely know they want to hit you. As the Lord God of Israel is as I stand on this place today, I stand on this platform. And I know on this platform, God has raised, you know, my own father, I stood on this platform, I remember the very spot he stood when he prayed for this place. I stand on that same authority as an ancient landmark. Anyone that has been making life miserable for you, you will sing a new song in the name of Jesus. And what will your song be? First Samuel chapter two, verse one. That's going to be your song. This woman, she had it her. Hannah prayed, or Hannah said, "My heart rejoices in the Lord; my horn is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my enemies because I rejoice in your." Verse two. Keep going. We go to verse five. No one is holy like the Lord, for there is none beside you. Nor is there any rock like our. Verse 3, talk no more so proudly. Let no arrogance come from your mouth. For the Lord is the God of knowledge. By him actions are weighed. The bones of the mighty men are broken, and those who stumbled are guided with strength. Verse 5, those who are full have hired themselves out for bread. And the hungry have ceased to hunger. Even the barren has born seven. She had only one child at that time. She eventually bought seven one child she had a daughter she prophesied he said even the barren has born seven and she who has many children has become feeble we didn't hear anything about the children of Penina. Not. we didn't even know the number of children she had why? because somebody had the vision that one day the captivity can be turned around and the Lord turned it around he's turning us around as well I know examples of many who have struggled in the areas of financial, some within, some without. And God turned it around. You know, sometimes the credit rating is so bad you can't you can't even buy anything online because by the time they check it, everything is all over the place. But God still can arise. God has arisen for many before. He turned it around. Turned life of total indebtedness to life of total abundance. Number three, in closing, very quickly. The first one is loss of what? Second one is loss of... The third one and finally is loss of hope. Loss of hope. And many times, we all dip in and out of that position. Loss of hope. It gets to a point a person starts even thinking anymore that this thing can happen. But today, hope is is going to be rekindled. Hope is going to be revived. I just use a Bible passage to conclude so that we can pray one or two prayers and leave. Acts chapter 3 is an important one. Acts chapter 3, you can read verses 1 to 9 very quickly. This was a man who had no hope. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, which was the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Who, seen Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for arms. And fixing his eyes on him without, with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Verse 6, then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him, and please go back to verse 6. Let me make a comment there very good. There are times in our lives when silver and gold, even if you have them, is not what people need. And that I have learned. Many a times, people don't actually want the money, they want the power. And many a times, we make the mistake silver and gold, I have none. It's not, it's not, it's just a statement that I'm poor. It's a statement that I, what you are asking for is not what you need. What you're asking for, I don't carry it on me. Go to verse 7. Spend the whole day on that one. He took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Stay there. This was a man expected to receive money. Now, this man had been at the temple possibly since he was born. They've been carrying him there day in, day out. And this man has lost every hope of getting up again how do i know jesus went through that temple many times this man that we read in john chapter 9 he was healed around the temple because that was why he could get to the temple so jesus used to so many many people if you read the accounts of the gospels you find that many healings took place around the temple as the lord was going in there around but this man did not receive his healing for one reason or another so it's possible for him to have concluded in his heart the most anointed man around came i could not be healed forget it But one day came, God decided to say, irrespective is the same God, is the same power, and God visited him, but he had no hope. He has lost his hope because of captivity. So he took the apostles to pick him by the hand and forcibly get him back on his feet. Verse 8 now, so he limping up, stood and walked, and entered the temple with them walking, limping, and uh, you know why? I believe this man was a child of God. I believe he believed that Jesus could heal him before. Because verse 9 confirmed again, which it is not so. He will have said, and all the people saw him walking and... Uh, verse 9 talk about him leaping and everything but the only thing consistent between the two verses was the word praising God he was a child of God he believed God he trusted God nothing seemed to happen he lost his hope even when the word of healing came unto him he had to be held up to get up to his feet then when it happened he became a totally new man do you know what many of us we have lost hope the Lord has asked me to tell you hope is coming back today And you will get back on your feet in the name of Jesus. You will get back on your feet in the name of Jesus. Psalm 126, verses 1, verse 1. Psalm 126, verse 1. Now when the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those, we were like those, very soon all we hear. And they will worship your God with you. Jesus is working already on your case. The manifestation of it will be seen very soon. He is working. Believe believe you me, is working. He's working in the background. Every aspect of my life, and your life too, you will see that things that suddenly happen, God has been at work. He's been gathering people. He's been telling someone to get this ready for you. Get that one together. And when everything comes together, you say, ah, God is working. His son did not come just like that. He prepared the ground. Make sure Herod was there at the time. Who will persecute so that he can fulfill the gospel. Make sure that every prophecy will be fulfilled. Put in the right place. And God is working. We will soon see what he's doing in your life. Amen. And his name shall be glorified. Amen. Rise on your feet with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't despair. The Lord is in his holy temple. And in silence, you will rejoice in him very soon. We serve a great God. I'm sensing that the Lord wants me to just bless the church in his name. And as I pronounce this blessing upon us, I pray the performance of these words will be very, very rapid. It will be very, very quick. And many will celebrate with you. Father, I stand in your name and I pronounce over this your children as I believe with all my heart, your spirit has asked me to do. I ask that in the morning they shall be blessed. I ask that in the noontime they shall be blessed. My father and my God, I ask that no opposition that is raised against them shall ever prosper in the name of the Lord Jesus. I command every enemy within to crumble and to fall for your sake in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever is right inside, walking from inside, that wants to take you down. Right now, let them be taken down quickly in the name of Jesus. Every enemy from without, let them be brought down right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, the Lord is speaking unto someone. There are unknown enemies... Unknown enemies trying and troubling your life. Some of them they have appeared as friends. Today, the hand of the Lord is raised against them. And every one of those enemies against the purpose and work of God in your life, let them be destroyed right now in the name of Jesus. May the Lord God bless you. I say may the Lord God of heaven and I bless you. May he fill you with the abundance of heaven. May he make your basket to be full in the morning and in the evening. You will not lack any good thing. You will never be susceptible unto the attack of the enemy in the name of Jesus. According to his word, when they come against you one way, they will flee in seven ways. The Lord will take you by the hand. And these three things he will do in your life, he will give you strength. He will make you a candidate for mercy. Day by day, I say, the Lord will give you strength. He will make you a candidate for mercy. And the Lord will make you to be favored in the name of the Lord Jesus. Which means nothing hard will ever be hard for you. From now onward, the glory that the lift of your head shall lift your head up. By the Spirit of the Lord, I declare over you, you will not make excuses for shame. Many at times, people are going through shame. We make excuses for it. We make it sound palatable. We say, it's just, it's, and it's, it's, it's just my own this, my own that. From now onward, every shame in your life shall be removed in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. The word of the Lord is that you shall not be ashamed. Amen. And my people shall not be ashamed. Amen. Nothing of shame you will ever do. Nothing of shame in your life will ever stick in the name of the Lord Jesus. Captivities have been turned around now. Nothing of shame in your family. I, I say one more time, say nothing of shame in your family. You will not get accustomed to anything that you don't like in the name of the Lord Jesus. May the Lord bless you again, I say. May he cause his countenance to shine upon you. May you be a special breed of people unto him in the name of the Lord Jesus. Through you, hundreds and thousands shall come to know Jehovah. Rise up and walk right now. Rise up and live for joy right now. Rise up from that position of incapacitation and begin to praise the Lord in the name of the Lord Jesus step into your place of shining and let the name of the Lord be glorified in your life. That project that you think is not going to come to pass, by the special help and mercy of the Lord, the Lord said he has sent destiny to pass unto you. Beginning this week, they will begin to appear in the name of the Lord Jesus. They shall be hid no more. They will come out and they will run to help you. I pray, Lord, for everyone in this room right now, that people will be chasing you with blessings. Chasing blessings means that they will run after you to offer you blessing. They will be pleading with you that can we please bless you. The same grace that I've seen in a man that you have placed over me. Let that grace trickle down right now. Let that grace trickle down right now. The disciples saw you one day, he said, Lord, teacher, said, when they saw him, how you prayed. Apostle Paul, he said that, be ye followers of me, as I am followers of God. I'm standing under this one right now. Those that we have seen you manifest such a grace, let it come into effect in all our lives right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. And what is the grace? They will use blessing to plead with you. You are looking for one job? You have three. You are looking for one child. You will have five. Oh, Mary said, "How shall this be?" He said, "The spirit of the Lord shall overshadow you, and nothing shall be hard for you." The account that you said is closed. The Lord has opened it today. You will return with your testimony, and together the people of God we shall be called blessed in the name of the Lord Jesus. One more time, I say together, we, the people of God, we shall be called blessed in the name. And the nations will glorify the name of our God. Go forth in strength. Remain a blessing. Or remain blessed and remain a blessing. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed by your heavenly Father. And remain permanently blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.